everybody. Welcome to a French Village podcast. I'm Sarah Longwell. As always, I am joined by my brilliant friend, Benjamin Wittes. And today, as promised, we are talking to Marie Kramer, who played Lucienne on The French Village, and Constant Dahl, uh, who played Suzanne. I hope you enjoy our conversation. It was incredibly fun to have. And yeah, let us know what you think. Okay. Thank you both so much for being here. It's wonderful to meet you, to see you in person. Marie, Constance, I don't know if you guys, it's, it sounds like you guys listened to two episodes of the podcast we did, the very first one and the very last one. So my first question is, what did you think of our French? How was it? <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. So one thing, so a lot of the feedback that we get, they're just just for the listeners. They're both staring at me like they don't know what I'm talking about. But from our our listeners, uh, were get very annoyed with us because our French pronunciations were so bad. And I, uh, excuse, no, go ahead. Uh, I have to confess that I didn't listen to your podcast. Oh, well, that's such a relief. So I'm I'm very sorry, but I can't have any uh, uh, opinion on your French. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, your English, your English is, is is considerably better than our <laughs> French. Um, but it is it's really um, amazing to see both of you here in person. Uh, Constance, you play Suzanne, who as we were just discussing does sort of feel like the pure moral center of the show. And I got to tell you, he is like your biggest fan. He (laughs) was... Uh, I'm so glad. And I mean, both of us, uh, we it's it's a little unfair to Marie, who played Lucienne, who I think had like a slightly... Uh, I'm usual to that. Yeah, you're used to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but tell us about how you came to the character. What did it feel like to, to play that character for such a long time? Uh, you must have been like a hero in France. Donc, au début, euh, le personnage de Suzanne, moi, je ne savais pas du tout euh, quel parcours serait le sien, en fait. So, at the beginning, she didn't know uh, what would happen to Suzanne, so... Euh, le, Frédéric Crivin a, a décidé d'en faire ce personnage-là parce qu'il a vu les premières scènes avec Marcel et qu'il a dit au départ que le couple fonctionnait bien et que c'était intéressant de faire euh, travailler ce couple-là dans la fiction. So when the writer, Frédéric Crivin, first saw the, the filming of the show and he saw... Suzanne and Marcel they were working well together and they really looked like a real couple. They, he decided that uh, they would uh, be a couple all along the series, but Et it en... was not clear at the beginning. Ensuite, il a, il, a, il a trouvé que c'était intéressant d'avoir le pendant de, euh, de Marie Germain, euh, qui, elle, était plutôt euh, gaulliste, d'avoir une femme euh, qui, elle aussi, euh, prendrait, on va dire, en, en main sa vie, aurait des décisions très tranchées, mais du côté, on va dire, plus gauchiste, communiste et justement de jouer avec cette idée que elle va jamais durant tout, toute la, la série ne jamais faire allégeance à quoi que ce soit à qui que ce soit en fait. So at the beginning you had Marie which was more a goalist and Frédéric Crevin the writer thought that it would be interesting to have um, another character another woman character that would be more a lefty and would never t- took allegiance to anyone uh, not any time uh, would she Pledge allegiance to uh, De Gaulle. Donc en fait, le caractère héroïque, je l'ai découvert parce que c'est une femme qui, du début à la fin, euh, a toujours été extrêmement libre dans les choix qu'elle a faits, de pas retrouver son mari quand il revient de, de d'Allemagne, de quitter sa fille 
euh, quand, il, est, quand il, il faut qu'elle décide de quel genre de vie elle a envie d'avoir et surtout de, de jamais rentrer au parti finalement. Enfin, elle va y rentrer et puis en sortir euh, à la fin. Quoi. Elle déchire sa carte, c'est la dernière chose qu'elle fait. So the heroism of uh, Suzanne uh, was discovered during the time that you, they were filming. But, um, en fait, elle, va, elle, 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 elle fait absolument aucune allégeance ni à la morale de l'époque, ni à la, au parti, euh, ni à l'idée à enfin, qu'on a, qu a de la femme à ce moment-là, c'est-à-dire d'être une épouse. Elle décide d'être une femme qui aime qui elle a envie d'aimer, euh, d'avoir la vie de famille qu'elle a envie d'avoir, c'est-à-dire de, de quitter sa fille d'une certaine manière et de jamais rentrer au parti, enfin de, de ne pas euh, suivre les consignes qu'elle estime pas être juste pour elle-même en fait. So the interesting part of Suzanne is the fact that she's totally free and she does not uh, follow what women should look like at that time. She decides that she would be free, she would not uh, enter the party, she would abandon her daughter and really live uh, following her, her own moral principle and not uh, what society would say. Et même avec deux hommes à la fois. And even with two men at the same time. So I'm... I'm interested, uh, Marie, for your sense of, of how you came to it and how you understood Lucienne as one of the most complicated, inscrutable characters in the show. How did you understand what she was going through? I, I come from Belgium. I don't understand anything, you know. <laughs> I'm just doing. I'm just like Lucienne, in fact. No, um, no. Uh, I uh, maybe I I try in English. If it's too bad, you can say me. It's like a, a little bit like Constance. I I discover Lucien little by little, and I'm really growing up with that character because I was like 25 at the end of the show. I was 35, and that was like really a stranger for me all the time. That's what's really strange, really strange characters. And I was like, it was a, a strange mix between maybe some side of me that I don't know and, and the character that, that really, and little by little, I understand more and I try to never, uh, jamais la juger. I really try never to judge her. But sometimes that was so hard for me because I hate her. And I, sometimes I, I really want to, uh, je voulais vraiment la défendre. Uh, I really wanted to defend her. What do you mean by, qu'est-ce que tu veux dire par défendre? Um, because c'était un personnage très controversé. Um, so she was really a controversial per uh, character? And, et, je, et je trouvais que c'était un, un personnage très intéressant par rapport à, à cette époque-là. And I really thought that she, it was a, an interesting character, uh, given this time. Contrairement, à, à, excuse -moi, contrairement au personnage interprété par Constance, c'est perso un personnage euh, qui, qui, qui était très imprégné de l'époque, c'est-à-dire sans aucun héroïsme. So as opposed to Constance's character, so Suzanne, uh, Lucien was really not, uh, she was really a character of her time, and she was not free in any sense. Non, elle, 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 elle a été, euh, je ne sais pas en fait, il y a énormément de choses que je ne connais pas encore de Lucienne, mais ce que j'ai pu sentir, imaginer ou presque que je n'ai jamais voulu savoir d'elle, il y, y a des choses que je n'ai jamais voulu savoir d'elle, ça m'intéressait de ne, de, ne, de, ne, de ne pas tout savoir de ce personnage. 
there are so many things that were hidden and that I didn't want to know and discover from her. No, ça m'intéressait pas. C'était au public de 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 d'imaginer. It was the audience that had to imagine that. Mais euh, oui, ce que je, ce que je pouvais deviner d'elle, c'était qu'elle avait une éducation euh, très catholique, très coincée. La femme n'avait pas réellement de place. La mère euh, est totalement. On n'en a jamais parlé de sa mère, donc elle a pas de figure féminine forte. Au contraire. So my understanding was that the, she uh, had an edu- a very Catholic education and she didn't really have a mother. We never heard about her mother. Uh, so she didn't have a, a feminine presence in her life and no model. Elle, elle est là pour, à la base, j'ai l'impression, pour servir, pour servir les hommes. Et quand elle tombe amoureuse très jeune d'un Allemand, euh, que faire à part se retourner vers la culpabilité, en fait Catholique. So she was there to uh, serve men, and when she fell in love with a German man, and when she was very, very young, then she had nothing to do other than felt culpability, uh, some Catholic culpability, which was the only sentiment, uh, feeling that she could. Et je, et je pense qu'un mot qui représente beaucoup Lucienne ou qu'elle a porté en tout cas comme une croix, c'est le mot culpabilité, en fait. And it was really our burden to carry, like the, the, the word culpability was really our burden to carry all along the show. Coupable, coupable de tomber amoureuse d'un Allemand, coupable de ne pas aimer un, un homme qui l'aime, coupable de, de tomber amoureux d'une femme, coupable, coupable de tomber amoureux d'un prêtre, n'importe quoi, quoi. So she felt much culpability to fell in love with a German man, to not love a man that was loving her, and fell in love with a priest. What? Worst can you imagine? It's, elle, elle, elle porte en elle une prison qui, à mon avis, partait de son éducation et d'une époque, d'une époque où la femme était beaucoup moins libre, beaucoup moins. Et c'est pour ça que ce personnage est intéressant parce que il représente profondément cette époque. Je crois. C'est rare, mais, mais même les femmes aujourd'hui, les femmes libres aujourd'hui, elles existent de plus en plus, mais elles sont rares. Les héros, les femmes héros, c'est rare. Je pense qu'on on, on transporte encore cette féminité-là qui transpirait chez Lucienne. Elle est certainement actuelle chez plein de femmes. So she was carrying her own prison. She was uh, like kind of in jail in her own femininity. And I think that uh, this jail is something that we still carry as women to this day. And uh, there are more and more women that feel free, uh, but That's that's still a burden that we are carrying yes, as women. We, we want to be free, but we come from a, a Catholic education, and and that's not so easy. And she's that, she's that, and that was a fighting for me because me, I was a young woman and I was in Paris and I was ah, and I was like looking at in the eyes of people in front of me. I play characters before, and I was like that in my character. And then suddenly, I'm not Eric. I'm not nothing. I'm not, I'm nothing. I, and it's some inside of you. There is some rage about that character, but she's like that. And one day, Frederic Rivin, I told that yesterday. But one day, Frederic Rivin, come to me after seeing uh, Ro- Roshis. I don't know that the name, and. 
because I was like a little bit more in in my character. I I was like a little bit more like me, no? you know. I was like, and I was I want to look at the eyes, and I want to to be like I don't know. And Frederick Rivin said, no, okay. I look at the rush. It's not okay, okay. Some some ladies in that time and some ladies today look always on the ground, and you need to keep your eyes on the ground. And I said, okay. <laughs> and I hate him. But it was my, my, I don't know, I, I respect him. So I, I, I say, okay, okay, I will do that. Until the end, I, I will do that. It is amazing to see you and meet you, having spent a lot of time with my head in the show, because you're so different from Lucienne. I like, hope, you know. Just, but I mean, like, completely yeah. the way you talk. You're very funny. You're, like, sarcastic. Uh, and and Lucienne is this incredibly, although I will tell you, we argue about Lucienne on the yeah, show quite a bit. People um, who who write us letters about the podcast, you know, they would get mad at me because I defended Lucienne a lot. Because yeah. I actually, I always thought about Lucienne as... Imagine you're a person who just wants to live a nice life. Like, you're a little bit of a, not a silly person, but, like, you're just a person. You're just, and then, like, the world collapses on you in this way, and you're put in these situations uh, that you never expected to. I don't blame Lucienne for falling in love with a German soldier for being a young woman and, like, falling in love with somebody who was kind. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, um... I imagine it was a it was a hard character to play because there was an element of bad decision making, and yet she was put in some impossible situation. She couldn't live yeah. the life that she really just wanted to live. Fall in love with the person she wanted to love. Yeah, but there, you know, there is one scene um, with the, her father, and I remember really well that scene. And she's all. Elle, elle a juste dit. Um, C'était très touchant parce qu'à un moment donné, elle dit « Est-ce que tu peux pas juste me laisser vivre ma vie ?» quoi Et en fait, c'est ça, Lucienne. C'est cette époque et son éducation et sa prison ne, ont jamais, ne lui ont jamais permis de vivre sa vie. Et elle dit ça à son père, son père, le maître de l'éducation. So there was one scene uh, that really is important to Mary. It's the scene with her father, and at one time, they have a discussion together, and she just told him, can I just live my own life, please? And this is so powerful for Mary, because uh, this is Lucienne. This is the, her, all of her character is, she just wants to live her life. Et je trouve que c'est très actuel. Pour moi, cette série parle d'aujourd'hui, de sentiments humains. And there's nothing more contemporary than that, this series. So I, pour, pour moi, I just say just one thing. It's pour moi l'histoire, le, 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 uh, les films historiques permettent d'augmenter les sentiments humains et de parler comme uh, des émotions humaines avec une loupe. Et cette série, ça sert à ça pour moi. So for me, um, uh, historical movies and series are uh, like zooming on emotions and it's, it's a way to really increase and have a big focus on emotions and this is exactly what a village français is it's a, a zooming on emotion and exacerbating emotions yeah so, so i want to ask you both the same question that i asked emmanuel one of the reasons that we're so interested in this show is that it 
felt like an extended meditation on with an ex, a sort of extreme story, but a kind of extended meditation on the the sort of complicity that we have been dealing with in this country for the last five or six years. And it's obviously at a different scale. It's a different intensity. It's a different level of evil. But it's it gives you a very useful prism through which to understand how to think about certain political figures in this country, how to think about the henchmen of certain political figures. And I guess, uh, Constance, I'll just start with you. I'm curious to what extent, if at all, you were thinking about modern times when making this show. Not that much, actually. Because, um, uh, as Emmanuel said, um, uh, the war uh, has uh, some... Uh, la guerre a des enjeux tellement importants en fait que ça permet de, de poser dans des, dans des scènes des situations qui sont extrêmement tendues. Euh, savoir est-ce qu'on va dire la vérité, pas la vérité, euh, à quel moment c'est utile de la dire, à quel moment c'est utile de la dissimuler, de savoir par exemple que le mensonge c'est pas forcément quelque chose à un moment donné qu'on va penser être euh, euh, nul, mais que ça va être important de pouvoir mentir. Donc en fait on sort de, euh, du bien, du mal, posé de manière un peu euh, externe. So I wasn't thinking all that much about the the, the current events um, because war has such big and hard questions such as are we telling the truth? Are we uh, telling uh, some lies? Uh, is it important to tell the truth? And so these were, were questions that we really were focusing on and not as much as like what's this happening at the, the current uh, era. Après, c'est des... The, the, the way we, we can read the, the theory, uh, everybody can uh, uh, take it for themselves. I mean, if you, it's Trump, uh, great. If for me, it's another thing, great too, you know. But I think it's a, a way of thinking about uh, if something is moving for us, if it's a, a movie for a cinema or the TV show or something else, a documentary movie, if it can just make you progress and uh, make you ask some question for you, if you're like uh, very uh, devastated by the, the death of Mary uh, Germain, maybe it concerns you very deeply and it's only you who can know why it's so deeply, de uh, deep devastation for you. I can't no for you, you know. Maybe it's your history. Maybe it's your um, memory. Maybe it's your uh, ghost, you know. But it's not my uh, uh, deal. It's not my, it, it, it doesn't concern me. What, it, what is very interesting, it's why in a country or in, in, in the world uh, show a movie, something with, with its uh, art uh, can move yourself and, and change and uh, provoke some uh, uh, bouleversement, you know, some... some Emotional uh, complexities. Yeah, yeah. That makes complete and total sense. So you, in the show, you spent uh, a couple seasons with Marcel and a couple seasons with Antoine. Which one did you like better? Not the person, but which, which uh, situation? Like, which shoot it, you know... Did you like the early seasons when you were spending a lot of time with the communists or later on when you were with the resistance? With Marcel, 
it's because Marcel's uh, is dead, you know, and uh, she has to find some ways to uh, rebuild herself. Uh, what Emmanuel said about Marie Germain and maybe the sadism or mesochism, uh, it's uh, interesting because uh, maybe she didn't want to uh, to live after. Uh, I think Suzanne, she wants to live. She didn't want how to rebuild herself. And Antoine is a way to rebuild her, maybe to feel young, maybe to uh, have sexual uh, life and to take care of somebody. But uh, it's not as um, interesting as uh, Marcel. Marcel, when he wants to uh, hurt her, when he wants to kill her, when he has to kill her, she said, okay, you're going to, to kill me, but just I would like you to know that even if you kill me, uh, if we were in another time, I would marry you. I love you very, very, very strong. And I can't, uh, I can't leave you. When I, when I read the script, when Marcel dead, I uh, phoned uh, Fabrizio Rongione and uh, I said, it's awful. I don't want to, uh, to leave you. And when we have to, uh, to make the scene, I made a refus d'obstacle. I didn't know how to say that in English. But I, I didn't want to play. I didn't want to play because the bed was not the good bed and because my clothes were not the good clothes. And I didn't want to play this scene. And the, the film, the realizer, um, Jean-Philippe Amar, came and said, okay, I have to talk with you apart. And uh, you don't want to play this scene, but you have to do it. So go. But it was very, very uh, hard for me. Very, very hard. It was hard to lose Marcel. Yeah. Uh, so I'm interested in whether you guys are surprised that the show has... I mean, it's such a it's such a French story, and yet it has this kind of resonance all over the place elsewhere. D does that surprise you at all? Was it Canadian? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you understand? Yeah. 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 <laughs> she, she just said, "Oh, you're Canadian." Oh. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you can answer. Uh, we don't know uh, if it's uh, un village français or. Uh, uh, another series, uh, what the audience can be. Uh, Emmanuel is arrogant, so he said, uh, I was sure it, it's going to work, and, uh, but we don't know, we don't know. It's uh, magic, it's like a miracle, you know, when it works uh, uh, around the world, because uh, our history is, uh, histories is very different, uh, socially, politically, uh, but maybe if it works, it's because, as Emmanuel said, it's um, a picture of uh, humanities. Uh, la, la mensonge, le mensonge, la frustration, la pulsion, uh, la, la compromission. Um, the, way, the, the reason why it works is because it's a, a picture of like human emotion, lies, compulsion, passion. Uh, this is the reason why the show works so well. And we are, uh, we have to deal every day with that kind of uh, emotion every day. I mean, everybody. So it's not maybe uh, Trump in the in the 1916 or, and you know, it's just that we have to deal with it every day. And uh, maybe it's uh, 
that kind of uh, history is more uh, vif, you know, more vivid. Yeah, but uh, today you will have to deal with something which which is incompatible for you. Sure. Well, that's an interesting point. So because of the time that we're in politically, the show has special resonance. It means something different to me than if I had just watched it as entertainment. If I had just watched it as entertainment, I still would have loved Suzanne and loved Marie because they are um, big female sort of heroes. And I still would have loved the Lucien, uh, like one of my favorite scenes. And I, one of the reasons I would defend Lucien, especially in the early episodes, because Ben had not seen Lucien disable the radio yet. Uh, and I love the scene that, that like triumphant part for Lucien where she does the thing that's not really part of her personality that she does something so uncomfortable. Uh, it made it such an exciting scene. So you're, you're right that it, it has something, but, be, but because of the time we're in, you know, the scene where Suzanne at the end, um, is talking to Edmund at the end of the show. And she basically says, I'll never talk to you again. I'll never see you again. I think people like us in politics right now, we are starved for heroes. We are starved for people who take stands based on something moral, something bigger than themselves, principle. And so Suzanne uh, was a wonderful character to watch uh, because she had that sense of right and wrong and didn't get moved by it. You could mostly trust her to do the right thing and Lucienne to do the wrong thing often. (laughs) 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 Well, she she does the right thing for her. Uh, I think there is an idea of good and wrong, you know, but she's very uh, uh, sincere, honest with herself first, with what she's feeling, with what she's believing in. And uh, maybe if... uh, because, the, you know, the, the policeman I am with at the end. Oh, yes. Laureat. 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 Yeah. Is that Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, Laureat is not quite a very good man. I mean, when he has to, to, to uh, work with Marchetti, he worked with Marchetti. Uh, but Suzanne doesn't care because he is uh, capable to listen to her. Is capable to build something with her, with Marcel didn't uh, do, didn't, didn't make, you know. So Loriot is kind of normal, a normal people, but she, I think maybe she's love, she loved uh, him. So it's not heroic to love Loriot. It's just that she is very sincere with uh, feeling and uh, her an emotion, you know. In fact, when I, we talk, you, you talk, guys, about that, I, I, I cannot do an, another thing to, to think to the writer because it's Frédéric Rivin do that, the text of that, you know? And that's crazy, in fact, because the complexity of each character, 
vient de, de lui et de sa troupe d'écrivains, non? So the complexity of each character comes from Frédéric Crévin and his team of writers. Um, um, je pense que c'est quand même, uh, quand je, je prends un peu du recul et que j'écoute tout ça, c'est assez fou de se dire que je pense que c'est le travail uh, à la base des scénaristes de mettre de la complexité, de mettre de, de l'underground et que ça doit traverser toutes les époques. So I think it is the work of the writers to induce is, uh, some complexity in the, each character, to make each character complex in its own way. Uh, and this is what makes the show so interesting. Yeah. Was was Lucienne so complex though that she? What was the whole thing where she was like for one season she? Uh, what's her? Who was? What was her name? The the woman that she was yeah. in love with. For uh, I mean, it's maybe the five, five, five season. I it's season five. I, I really don't know. C'est Amandine. Amandine, c'est la cinquième. What did you make of Lucienne suddenly having a lesbian affair? Because it was really, you want to know? Yeah. I, I really respect Frédéric Rivin, like I said, and I, I respect scénaristes in general, you know? I, 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 my job is playing. So. But at one time, really, I was really tired to, to make stupid things like passer le ballet, uh, mettre les encriers dans l'école, uh, all, all that. So at one point, I was so, so freaking tired of, like, sweeping the floor or, like... Yeah, being <laughs> stupid, stupid woman of that, you know. I, I, I was like... And I, I, I remember I, I called him, and I was really, like, I, I, I don't care. I come from Belgium. I, I don't care. I, I don't realize what was... TV show or cinema in France, and I say, okay, I, I will tell you that I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm enough, you know. I, I want to do something else, and I, I remember I, I do that. I call him to, to say that, and just after that, he, 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 he put Lucien to fall in love to a woman. I was like, oh, it's, it's a little bit extreme, no? <laughs> <laughs> But he do that, no? <laughs> so it was for that, in fact. <laughs> That's amazing. Because uh, it was, it did seem like an, a strange twist for her. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. What But did you think interesting about, because... It was interesting. I penses, loved it. Quand tu penses, on tombe amoureux, c'est tout. On tombe amoureux. De qui tu veux qu'elle tombe amoureux d'autre? Il n'y a personne. Sauf cette femme. Cette étrangère qui vient, qui est libre, alors qu'elle ne l'est pas. Elle admire cette femme. So when, when you think about it, like... She hasn't anything to do, so she falls in love. And with whom did, did, do, does she fall in love? With the only person that there is, yes, the, the, the lady that is free and like all opposed, all opposed um, to her. À, à une autre, enfin, aujourd'hui, cette question est encore compliquée. On peut le voir dans tous les pays, le fait de d'une de, de, de femme qui aime une autre femme. Chez nous, c'est plus ou moins accepté. Mais imagine à cette époque-là, sauf que le sentiment. Il existe, il est, il est humain. Tu tombes amoureux en admiration de quelqu'un et peu importe. So to this day, uh, women falling in love with women, it's, it's still hard. In France, it's still not very much accepted. Uh, but the, scent, the, the feeling, it's still there. Like you fall in love with someone, you are interested in someone, you admire someone. And, and yes, she's front of her. She's so different. She, and she, Lucien, no, 
who is who is she's shy she's and I, I always always will remember that that was a, a real important moment for me when quand elle condamne cette femme uh, comment elle s'appelle la femme Marie uh, right uh, so, so yeah so the, quand elle la condamne quand Lucienne condamne Marguerite no elle Elle, à un moment donné, elle va, elle va, elle la condamne. And Lucien was on outside uh, with children around her, and it's, it was, c'était seulement un petit moment suspendu comme ça, où elle sait que si elle dit quelque chose, elle peut sauver Marguerite, et en fait, elle le fait pas. Pour moi, c'était un moment très, un moment clé euh, de, du personnage de Lucien. Très difficile à accepter. There's a key moment for me in uh, the, the in, Lu- in the story with between Lucien and Marguerite. And this key, key moment is when she has the opportunity to save Marguerite. She's with some kids and she could go and save Marguerite, but she doesn't. And this was so, so Lucien. It was so Lucien. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, for an actress, you know, it's so wow. And really, I I don't know if you really understand, but. For me, that was uh, a moment suspendu. And I find that the, the director take that moment. And I was happy to see him to take that little moment. You walk, you walk always with the, the screenwriter and the director. Always, always. You are nothing without them. And we are nothing without the, the partners. I'm nothing without Marguerite. I'm nothing. I'm, I'm really Lucienne. Absolument personne sans Berio. Personne. So Lucien is absolutely no one if Berio is not there. Yeah, I play during yeah, 10 years with Berio. I know nothing about that, that, nothing about him in real life. And I love him. I, I love that he's, he's really great actors and he gives a lot to Lucien, you know. You don't know anything about him in real no, life? No. Not really. Why did wow. you not? Did you not talk to each other? I, yeah, we talk about just the present. We talk about what we do. We talk about work, and I really respect that. I don't need the, the my partners don't need to be my 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 friend. Maybe I can, but during ten years, yes, I play with someone I, I with a lot of respect. And no, I don't know where he where he is. I don't know who is. That person, but he just was, he played with Lucien. That's a strange story, but yes. So before we wrap up, I, I want to ask you both what you're, what you have done since uh, En Village Francais. What, 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 do, what comes next for you? I have two you children. And... <laughs> <laughs> do you have two kids? Yeah. What, what, and they get to stay in the story, right? They're yeah. there. They're, how old are they? Two and five. Mine are five and three. Wow. Yeah. We are close. Yeah, we are close. <laughs> what about you? Well, I were pregnant twice during the show. Whoa. Uh, during the season two and during the season six. Uh, with the, the the long coat, you know, uh-huh. I had all the entire... When I, uh, I shoot the militian, you know, I was like pregnant of seven months. Yeah, wow! Yeah. All the all the season I was pregnant, and Emmanuel was very cool because he didn't say uh, no, no, no. It's a problem. You can't do it. 
So uh, the, the character of Suzanne has to disappear for this uh, moment. Yeah, sometimes uh, that can happen. At the contrary, the, the, uh, there was a double, doublure, and uh, it was so great. From it's a very good producer and yeah. a very good team. Very, very good it's team. It's a great team. Yes. Uh, so uh, after I uh, I stay in the politician um, system with Baron Noir, which is a, a series about uh, politic, uh, contemporary uh, politics in France. Uh, and uh, I, I play Yvonne de Gaulle, <laughs> which is, who is very different from Suzanne, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's like a Lucienne, uh, quite, quite Lucienne. Uh, so it was very interesting to uh, work uh, Yvonne de Gaulle after Suzanne Larcher. And a lot of um, different movies, like a uh, fantastic movie or and theater, because I, I play uh, at least once a year at the theater. And uh, the, the last show was uh, Dennis Kelly. I don't know if you know Dennis Kelly. It's a very famous uh, Britain uh, writer. And uh, it was a, a very, very good play. And uh, it was a great experience because it was I was alone on stage during uh, one hour and a half, and uh, like a one woman show. Yeah, one woman yeah. show. Wow. Yeah. Uh, are you are you f super famous in France? Not does, super does famous. Does everybody see you when you walk down the street? No, no, no. I Me, mean, it was really never my, comment on dit ton but. It's never been my goal to be um, that yeah, famous. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm right. I'm, I'm really begun to write, and I want to to direct. Uh, I want to make my my own um, troupe. You know, I don't know. I want that to make my own group, and uh... and I, I work with uh, Frederic Rivin since like six months, and we write a series together. Oh, wow! Yeah. Uh, did you know that there was like uh, something about un village français, um, un documentaire, a documentary? Uh, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't see though. I've only seen clips from it. Um, so I've seen an interview with the guy who played Muller from it, where he's like sitting on a. In my head, he's sitting on a tree stump, but that's probably not what he's doing. Uh, yeah, it's, you do that. Yeah, I, 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 it was a, a way of uh, uh, to to close, you know, this uh, kind of uh, work. And uh, we, we, we spoke with Emmanuel, and the idea was to uh, make something to uh, like a testimony, you know, around the village français. And uh, we did it. So it was uh, very interesting to do it and to share um, with uh, my partners. Is it interesting? Do you, is it strange that it's just becoming popular in the United States? Like this has been over for you guys yeah, yeah. for a long time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's a bunch of people in the U.S. who are suddenly seeing it's it strange. on Amazon yeah. uh, because it, it came on Amazon maybe during the pandemic. Oh, and so okay. the reason I watched it in part, my my father-in-law said, you should watch the show. It's great. But there's a reason was that a lot of people were like, yeah, I can do seven seasons of something mm, right yeah, now yeah. because you were just trapped inside. Yeah. Uh, and so it's popular here. We have a lot of like writers and people who are involved in politics, you know, who talk about it, write about it. We were at a That's dinner party. That's great because if if a movie can can go on, no, never, never, never end. That's great. We began uh, the show uh, in uh, 2008, 
Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a long right. time I, ago for I, it. I think if it had yeah. been available in the United States in 2008, nobody would have watched it. C'est vrai? Why? Because, because they're not ready to do that. Be, well, no, because I think it, the, the deep resonance of it mm. for many people here has to do with now, mm. has to do with 2016. Yeah. And okay. it has to do with the sense that for many of us, half the population of the country, maybe a little bit more, that the election of 2016, yeah. that the day the tanks rolled into Villeneuve is not the, it's, it's a metaphor for it. It's not a direct analogy, but it's not the craziest metaphor for what we went through over the last four yeah. years. I, I just, uh, what, ça n'a rien à voir avec ça, mais um, uh, ça n'a rien à voir avec le village français. Mais quand je vous écoute, uh, je me suis, moi, je me suis toujours posé la question intime, hein, sans pouvoir la partager, de comment vivaient réellement euh, les élections de Trump, enfin, com- comment vivaient les Amer- l'Américain, la, la Perse, enfin, parce que nous, on est loin, on ne peut pas savoir. You know? So, it has nothing to do with uh, a village français, but she always wondered how Americans, how you guys, were feeling this election of Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can hear you, and I know that that was really hard, no? So... C'est un peu for, basique comme for, question. For many people, and I, I let me just turn the table around for a second. Um, there was a sudden, Americans have always thought of ourselves as exempt from this problem. We don't, we don't historically have a fascist movement. Um, no, we have strange, a, yeah. we have our own problems, yeah, yeah. our own racial problems, our own mm-hmm. you know, history of slavery. I mean, we have our own problems, but we don't have. There was never a significant fascist movement in the United States, and particularly for Jewish Americans, of which I'm one, there is just a very deep understanding that the United States and Europe are different. And so I think for many Americans of a traditional conservative, traditional left, traditional middle bent, what happened in 2016 was completely unexpected and just not something that we have a, had a vocabulary for. Um, and it produced, and you're sitting in an office that represents that, very unusual political coalitions, um, very unusual friendships, very unusual alliances of people who wouldn't normally think of themselves as on the same side of issues. And so in that context, to watch a show where one day the tanks roll in, And everybody has to decide what the most important thing to them is and who will work with them on that thing. Um, it is not a crazy metaphor for what we went through. Yeah. It, I'll just thank what, you. Uh, the, 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 the thing about the, the show and the time, because this is right, 
the, the election of Donald Trump was a shock to the system for a lot of people, even somebody who'd been so if I'd, I'd worked in Republican politics, Donald Trump wasn't a Republican. He wasn't even a fascist. He was a reality television yeah. host. Mm. He was a joke. It's he was crazy. a clown. He, you yeah. know. And so the idea that he could say racist things or crazy mm. things and that Americans would be for it, for me, it was not about Trump. It was about Americans yeah, and the yeah, voters, yeah. right? Yes. And so, so like the show, so if you're— so I spent this period of time feeling totally confused mm. by people. And so you go looking for answers anywhere. And I found some answers opaque. I, but I found interesting things about the show, about people and the way that they go along with things, even when they're terrible, crazy, wrong, think, why people make those decisions. I think they really need to do that, that project that Emmanuel talked about. That that will be really interesting to, to have that, that inside of the, this country. But th that's so interesting, no? That we do that. I think we do that because... On fait ça pour... On, on, moi, en tout cas, je, je pense... Oui, on fait ce métier, on est artiste, pour réveiller les gens, pour, pour pouvoir ouvrir, le dial, le, ouvrir les idées et ouvrir le dialogue. Et là, c'est vraiment très... Euh, moi, je trouve ça très touchant, ce que vous racontez, parce que ça marche, et euh, c'est bien. I'm really moved by what, you're, by, what, by what you're saying, because that's the reason why we're doing this job, why we are artists. This is because we want to move people. This is because we want to open people's idea, open people's mind, and to see that it works in the way that you're talking about. The we, we don't have answer. We just need to make, make question, you know? Well, and this is actually why we did the podcast, because there was a... Um, and Sarah, having talked about the show in a lot of contexts, uh, persuaded me to watch it and persuaded me that we needed to talk about it in the context of the life that we were living episode by episode. And that's what the podcast was. And it was very self-consciously an effort to think about, to think about the show as, as a meditation on the problem that we were dealing with, albeit in not a... The same problem. Not the same not problem. Not the same problem, yeah. but people That's are the crazy. same. You know, of, uh, actually, what's, what's, uh, I can uh, feel it's that uh, what is so uh, violent is when you can't recognize yourself in a social contract. And what happened in maybe in France during this period and in the United States a few years ago, it's that everybody can feel isolated, very, very isolated. And uh, the response is not in the, the, the body, the social body. You feel like if you were totally uh, disconnected from the group and uh, maybe the fiction can bring you some answers and say, It's not uh, the first time in the history. It's not your personal uh, problem. It's a problem. Uh, and uh, maybe we, we can just uh, think about it and have some reconfort. Uh, so, because uh, it's like if you said, okay, I believe I, I was uh, living in a world, but it's not 
it, maybe it wasn't true. Maybe it's just a nightmare. Maybe uh, I'm I'm not true uh, either. And uh, it's a, a very cataclysm. Yes, yeah. hopeful. But it's the same maybe with a social network, uh, social, you know, where social you, media, social yeah. media. And you said, okay, so I have to validate my existence with a finger every uh, uh, fucking second, you know, to say, okay, I just want to live and it's okay. No, I don't want to have an okay every day and said, I'm just uh, uh, slaves of uh, something which is like bullshit, you know, it's the same. I mean, it's the same. It is the same because people are always people. Yeah. Uh, well, this has been amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much uh, for coming and doing this. I can't tell you what the show meant to us. So just meeting you and having you do this, just wonderful. Thank you so much for reaching out to us uh, to do it. Why are you in America? By the way, what are you doing uh, because here? We, uh, because you can explain <laughs> we, we receive an award tonight at the French Embassy for... Uh, oh, we're coming. Yeah, we'll be there. Oh, yeah. 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 It's yeah, for that. Right. We are here for that. Yeah, we just spent two days, three days here just for the, the award and uh, to have the pleasure to meet people like you and to share and because uh, yeah. we can just uh, uh, move from uh, one month to the United States. It was not possible before. And uh, it's so hopeful, the virtual life, you know, yeah. that even if there is uh, an, an event uh, which can permit us to, uh, to move and to, uh, and to meet, meet other people. people. Okay, go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to Washington and thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.